0: Good morning, everybody.
1: Good morning, Good
0: morning, morning Pastor I, uh, I know when you've got to go on, you got to go on. So I won't stand here long. I just got a little bit. and I'm going to sit down get out of the way. Let us pray. God, because you first loved us, That was the best thing we could have ever done.
1: Yes.
0: Knowing and loving you. And knowing that you love us. God, we thank you for that. We thank you for being with us, God, for carrying us through dangerous seeing and unseen. Carrying, thou bereaved in this congregation through. It's been a tough But you know that you, we know that you are large and in control, and so we just thank thank you. We praise your name, God, for the word that has come forth. We thank you; you told us how to do this, and so we're trying our best to be obedient to you. So we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, yesterday, uh, I listened to John Amos, the character, as the character, uh, was named James Evans, on oh, Good Time. Y'all know the old, old Good Time. That black situation comedy uh, where I s- heard James make a profound statement. And I said, you know. That's probably something that I need to put in this sermon. Comment was to where we are when we're talking about our part two of It's Not Hard to Grow sermon. And it was related because James and the family were discussing how JJ wanted to marry a pregnant girlfriend whom he did not him pregnant So, of course, you all know James. If any of you looked at that old show, you know he got very, very upset. So, James, in talking about the situation, said, We know the beginning. He's talking about while he was looking at the pregnant girl and how the baby was growing. And then he said, And we can guess the end. Referring, inferring that the end of the pregnancy a baby will be born. And then he said because we already have seen the middle. Uh-huh. We know the beginning. We can guess the end because we've already seen the middle. Looking at her stomach and thinking that it was getting larger than normal so she must. She must be growing somehow. And y'all know my daughter is pregnant and is about to pop, as they say. Can't make no mistake about it, that girl. She's walling and she's carrying People are saying, well, it ain't gonna be long. Well, you know, it's still going on. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but the evidence is in the middle. Uh We know what the end is supposed to be, and we know about the beginning. But the evidence is showing way out here in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so, in essence, the beginning James talked about is what we talked about last week with the farmer sowing seeds of various types of ground. So the ground becomes pregnant, if you will. And the seeds grow, especially when it grows on good soil. Uh And we can expect a bumper crop at the end because we have seen the evidence of the growth in the middle. Last week, the scripture discussed the spreading of seeds such that we were able to tie it to our church motto. Okay, here we go again. What's the church motto, y'all? I didn't hear you.
1: A great place to grow.
0: One more time.
1: A great place to grow. All right, y'all.
0: Y'all got it. Y'all know we're trying to make sure y'all have, when when you get out there on the street and you're talking to somebody and they want to know what is the great thing about Refuge Church Ministries, too, we can tell them it's a Great place to grow. All right, all right, all right. So the seed being the spread is the word of God. We told you last week, though, through our understanding of the word, our unrelenting belief in the word and our untiring heroes and workers of the word. We find not only a great place to grow, but we find two other things. One our RCM 2 mission in Christ, and two, the intentionality of Jesus helping us to prepare the ground for the great commission. Yeah. So as we find our model with the purpose within that model, we hope and we, we know that we must hone in on our subject today. You see, it's not hard to grow That's the overall message, but when we are about our mission in Christ, not hard to grow when we are about our mission in Christ. So, people of God, what is our mission? You want to read
1: it?
0: (laughs) All right, anybody want to read it? To grow ordinary people. Yes. Us. Through their
1: problems.
0: Yes. Anybody got problems? Uh Let me go. I ain't see no hands. Let me just go on and raise real hard. And into God's promises. Yes. To grow ordinary people. Let me hear you. To grow ordinary ordinary people.
1: To, to grow ordinary, ordinary people through their problems, through their problems,
0: and into God's promise, and into, into God's promise. one more time to grow ordinary people, to grow ordinary people through their problems,
1: through their problems,
0: and into God's promise,
1: and into God's promise.
0: Amen. Amen. I told I'm not gonna be long. You see, verse 49 tells us in the text that. Uh, Jesus' parents were frantically looking for him. They wanted to know where he had gone oh. at around age 13. And so they were looking, and he went back to them and said, so why are you frantically looking for me? Don't you know, in so many words, I'm growing. I'm now 13. I'm growing, I'm growing. <laughs> and And don't you know, most of all, I have to be about my Amen. father's business. Amen. This is one of those sermons that we want you to pick on what God wants you to learn. We've got to be yeah. about our father's business. Yeah. Amen. What is the business? We have a mission. We have a vision. We have value. We have a great place to grow. So we got to be about our father's business.
1: And thank you, Jesus. You all have seen and heard what Pastor Keith has uh, enlightened us on in terms of the Matthew. I'm sorry, the Luke text. And so, my job this morning is to lift up some of that Matthew text. And so we read for your hearing, Uh, Minister Matt read for our hearing that at the conclusion of the Gospel of Matthew uh, we find that he really speaks about two very powerful subjects. I see it in in the Bible. The first one is that he talks about the resurrection of Jesus that's very powerful to us and then the second comes in talking about that great commission. Amen somebody. And so this morning for the time that I have to share with you, where I'd like to examine that latter portion in chapter 28 as it relates to our growth as kingdom-minded people. So, so what the Great Commission really does boil down to in its essence is it, it boils down to the church's marching order. Amen. Somebody. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sure that most of us are familiar or heard the term marching orders. Uh, In plain English, marching orders really are a set of instructions from a superior officer that has been given to the troops. Uh, That's that's, that's if I want to break it down. Uh, We are most familiar when we hear marching orders as it pertains to a... Military perspective, amen. Uh, somebody, these these orders uh, are usually begin uh, a march uh, of the people uh, in that military branch, uh, or, or it can uh, mean some other movement of the troops. Uh, uh, these orders are given in a way of, that they start, uh, uh, they start us out, or or they move you on, uh, or help you to proceed. I hope. Uh, Hope somebody's getting this this morning. Uh, uh, But in the case of the Church of the Living God, uh, I want us to understand that Jesus is uh, our superior officer. Come on, come on, come on with me, church. Uh, And the Word tells us uh, that all authority in heaven and in earth uh, has been given unto Him. Um, I'm in the Bible. uh, uh, That's verse number 18. Uh, In other words, Jesus is. Is in charge of it all. Yes. God, God the Father has given Jesus the Son all authority, both up in heaven yes. and here on the earth, both in time and in eternity. Yes. God the Father, yes. God the Father has given Jesus all authority. Uh Uh-huh. Now, now here's where we run into trouble, Uh uh, Reverend Swan, uh, uh, because the idea uh, uh, really is about authority. Uh 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 Uh-huh. And and, and just in case, just in case, I'm I'm going to tell you that just in case you've forgotten by definition, when someone has authority, they have the power or the right to, to control to judge or even yes. prohibit the actions of somebody else that's right yeah, yeah. Yes. in other words yes. it places that person in a position to lead you to guide you uh-huh. to direct you and correct you am i making sense this yes. morning now uh, you see and, and this is the thing I, I, we live in a day See that that that's part of the problem. But, uh, men and, and women Jesus. of God because Nothing, nothing generic about our, our, our religion. It is nothing generic about the God that we serve. The authority over the entire universe is held in His hands, ah, and, and, and that is just how it was from the beginning. Yeah. Yes. And so, and and Jesus, Jesus, He, He, as our superior officer, has given these instructions. To the troops. Uh, anybody want to guess who the troops are? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. See, 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 see anybody who considers themselves a follower of Christ, uh, anybody who has a desire to follow him and come under his command, he has given these instructions. We are the troops. Amen. Yes, yes. So, and, and, and so and so I just asked the question this morning: uh, are there any believe in the authority of Jesus. Yes. I hope somebody in here yes. believes in the authority of Jesus the Christ. Yes. I, I'm glad about that this morning because I always know that there's going to be a remnant of people yes. that have an unquenchable thirst for Christ and to follow his word, And so this morning, as we look at our sermonic theme, we said we must be on our mission. Uh, uh, But before we get to that, uh, I I want the church to understand uh, uh, that before we get to the mission, uh, that we have been commissioned, and we've been commissioned by Jesus to follow his marching orders. Uh, (laughs) Bip <laughs> Because in when we look at verses 19 and 20, it tells us pretty much that we have been uh, uh, commissioned to go, baptize, and teach. Amen. And I, I think I'm right. Uh, which in the English language uh, sounds like three verbs, right? When you read it, it says go, tells us to baptize, and it tells us to teach. Uh, But I'm going to help you a little bit this morning. Because when we look at that text, in its original structure, in its original language, which is the Greek language, uh, the word go is not an imperative. Hmm. What am I saying? What are you, what are you, what are you saying, Pastor Keith? Uh, Pastor, I, I, I want you to understand that the word is better interpreted, as yes, as you are. Amen, somebody. In other words, uh, as you are going along life's journey, uh, you will make disciples, uh, and then they shall become baptized in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son and in the name of the right. Holy Spirit, right. uh, right. teaching them to obey uh, all of God's command. Uh, but can I tell you that the goal here is not just to teach to impart knowledge, uh, but we want <laughs> to help them to apply the knowledge right. to their lives. Right. It's no good Kate, if you just don't teach it, uh, but it's not applied, right, it's right. got to be applied. I know as the pastor of the church, uh, it does my heart all the good in the world uh, when we can see people uh, applying God's word uh, to their lives, amen, somebody, uh, that brings great joy to our hearts. Uh, Okay, okay, so now, 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 now we have looked at the Great Commission, uh, and now we understand which is the first letter in the word commissioned. Uh, Commissioned, uh, so we become Christ-centered. Amen, if somebody's taking notes, uh, we need to become Christ-centered. Everything that we say and everything that we do needs to be centered around Jesus uh, needs to be centered around uh, the, 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 the the anointed one, needs to be centered around he who knew, new th- knew no sin but became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. Yes. He, oh God, uh, who came into the world, uh, who sat high uh, and was rich uh, but became poor that we might become rich in him. Come on, somebody. Yes. I'm talking about our lives around Jesus. Israel Houghton sings a song that helps to remind us that Jesus needs to be in the center of it all. That's all I'm trying to tell you. This means that we have to have Jesus as Uh, yeah. be there. Yeah. Yeah. That my brothers and my sisters, uh, that's one powerful promise uh, that we can hold on to uh, with both hands. Uh, as they say, that one uh, we can take uh, to the back. Yeah. yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. My second point and my second letter is uh, the letter O. C-O. O. <laughs> Opportunity-centered. Opportunity-centered. Oh, I love ah! having opportunities. Come uh, on. You can see RCM too. Uh, uh, we seek to find opportunities to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the earth. Uh, now, right. Am I right that's about right, it? Am I right. am I right about that, Sister Dee, Dee That's That's the things that we do. I, I recall one of the first scriptures that I was able to memorize coming up was Matthew 5 and 16, where it said, let your light so shine. before men, that they may see your good works uh, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You see, if the glorifying is about glorifying the Father, it's never been about glorifying ourselves. It's never been about talking about how awesome and great Uh we are, but it's always been about Him. Uh See, we need to remember that without we sought to, to meet the physical need for clothing. Amen, somebody. That's how we became partners with the other ministries in the area to feed the hungry and to provide for the homeless. Give blankets and pillows for those who are seeking drug rehabilitation. You see, Brothers and sisters. Uh, it's like music yes. to our ears. Amen. Yes. Amen. Somebody. And here we are. Here we are. The third, the third point, and the third letter is the letter M. So we have a C for Christ-centered. We have an O for opportunity centered. And then our M is for Ministry Centered. Yes, yes, yes. What, what, what? See, see, we live in a world, church. Can I can I tell you we live in a world? Where the world and the enemy has a way of helping us or causing us to take our eyes off ministry. And we either put it on our pleasures or our pain. Either we get busy planning our vacays, whatever they are. Uh Nothing wrong with a vacation. Hey. Don't, don't hear me say that uh, come on now. but sometimes if we do too much in one area or we we get too busy trying to figure out how to make more money you know, yeah either we go that way uh-huh. or we become absorbed in our problems that we even forget that there are people around you that need your ministry that's My right Lord. that's right <coughs> So when our lives are devoted to ministering to others, it takes us full circle back to where we started Pastor the Easter, with our point of the great commission, which is our God-given assignment. Amen. As we go, we will help bring others to that word we use all the time called faith. Mm -hmm. Yes, we will. As we go, because Hebrews 11 and 1 is a great reminder that faith is the substance of things hoped for. My Lord. But the evidence of things not yet seen. Most people have, who have not placed their trust in Christ still have things that they hope for. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. But, but, but either they don't know where to place the trust or they put it in anything mm. that sounds good or looks good. Yes, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yes. That, 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 that's uh, how, how, how it operates. Uh, But when we are ministry-centered people, we are able to share our faith with our lives, with our actions, with our attitudes, and being in tune with God's kingdom agenda. And can I tell you, we'll use words only when necessary. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. What am I telling you? I I, I I just got a little secret. People don't always hear what you say. Right? Hi, Lord. Yes. But they watch what you do. Come, Come on, you on do. now. You're right. So when we are on our mission, people of God, Jesus we Lord. are going to stand on the word and the promise of God. Thank you, Lord. As ministry-centered men and women, we know the promise of God that says, but if you would have faith ah, the size of a mustard seed, I love a word, church. Yes. You can say to this mountain. Anybody ever had a mountain? Anybody ever talked to a mountain? Ah, You can say to this mountain, move from here to there. And the word says that it will move. For nothing will be impossible for you. You see, the importance of being a ministry center, for being Christ-centered, for being opportunity-centered. Remember, we must be on our mission, Pastor I need to tell y'all that time is yes. winding up, <laughs> and night is surely on its way. Yes. And when the night comes, no man, no man can work. Yes. I yes. admonish us today to keep on with the mission. And the way we will do it is to hold on to that great commission in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Make sure that we stay Christ-centered, placing Jesus in the center of it all, that we are opportunity-centered, searching for ways to be the hands and feet in the earth, and ministry-centered, which will help us to remember that people don't always hear what you say. But they watch what you do. When we are ministry centered, we will help to bring unbelievers to saving faith in Jesus. Because without faith, it is
0: impossible
1: to please God. God. RCM2, my brothers and sisters. We have vowed, we have vowed to help ordinary people grow through their problems and into the promises of God and we know it can be done yes when we are christ-centered opportunity centered and ministry centered here in the earth yes. and the people of God said amen 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 amen, amen. 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 amen.